0: Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1262 of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland, coming to you on a Wednesday evening into Thursday. And today's show is sponsored by Arcade One Up. Locked On is partnering with Arcade One Up to give away three free NBA Jam Shack machines. Stay tuned later in the show to learn how to enter to win one of those consoles. And as a reminder, this is part two of two with myself and Brian Schroeder, talking about the NBA draft. So if you missed part one, I definitely recommend going back to the beginning of that conversation. It should be available for you right now on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or YouTube, Stitcher, et cetera. Um, but thank you for listening to the podcast as always. This is part two. Which I just want to say at the top of the podcast so there's no there's no confusion and the NBA draft conversation rolls along in full. One more note here before we get to the uh, part two of the conversation is that we talked about this stuff about a week ago, myself and Brian. I was trying to hold it a little bit, but the withdrawal deadline passed and one of the players that we discussed in part two, Leonard Miller, actually pulled out of the draft. Now, it's only a re-conversation about Leonard Miller, but I don't want you to be too confused about that and it won't hurt you too badly but i wanted to cut around it couldn't quite figure out how to do that so keep that in mind Leonard Miller no longer is available in this class he'll be in the G League United looks like for next season so he'll be in the 23 draft's pretty interesting guy so it will hurt you to learn about him a little bit but i just wanted to put that out there before we listen to the rest of the podcast okay the intro will, will roll now we'll talk with myself and Brian part 2 on the NBA draft you are locked on hawks your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast part of the locked on podcast network Your team every day. I want to ask you a question that you probably remember me asking you in the past. And I think it'll be a good way to get into some guys who you would like really like for the Hawks at 16. um, Who are your guys? in this in this class Brian you know, D, pa- you have guys you, 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 you always have
1: guys so I, I Eason is my guy because apparently uh, if I, if I think he uh should be picked in the first round I'm I'm hyping too much praise on a guy who had a 4.6 steal rate at 68 wait is that is there an
0: anti Eason thing now oh,
1: that he's not interviewed well apparently so now oh, I saw that He's okay. falling like for no particular reason. He's falling cuz he didn't uh wear a suit and say yes sir enough to some credulous <laughs> Some some credulous uh, executives.
0: He, by the way, he I, I know you like him, and uh, we can start. Let's talk about him for a second because I feel like I, I know I've I have already picked him as the Hawks in a mock draft, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll probably do it again at some point in the future. He's a very popular pick. Uh, what do you make of Tari And obviously, I, I know I know because I've seen your stuff that you have him as a lottery pick, right? Something like that.
1: Tari is a is a dangerously intense basketball player. Like that's the best way to describe him.
0: You love that, sh- by the way. I know you. <laughs>
1: yeah, he just – he he will he will go chest-to-chest with anyone who steps up to him. He will put you in the dirt. Uh, he said – "There's a, I remember a, a sequence against Alabama where he knocked down four of their players in like a 12-second period, and they were all like laying there after the play, like one guy had blood in his mouth. And like, you know, you don't want a guy out there hurting people, but Tari is just like crazy. Tari, he didn't start, which I, I, I'm surprised I haven't seen that use as a negative against him. I think the biggest reason he didn't start was, A, Will Wade wanted a seven-footer out there, so they put F and Reed, who's a stiff. And then Darius Days was like a six-year guy, and he's yeah. been there forever. you are got to start that guy. The other reason, though, and Will Wade actually said this, the other reason he wasn't starting was uh, because they were worried he would play too hard at the tip. like He would burn himself out because he plays so hard.
0: He does he's fly around.
1: Complete, uh, really a hustle merchant, but that's not a bad thing. But the thing with him is, is the idea that he's—I I, don't—I'm I don't, not saying he's like Draymond Green out there, but the idea that he has like low basketball IQ, which is a loaded phrase. Sure. um but yet, the, the like he can't read defenses and he can't make plays—he, I mean, hey, that team had maybe the worst guard play in any power of any power conference team.
0: It he was, was the best passer
1: on the team. He was the best driver on the team. He was the best ball handler on the team. Well, Eric Gaines is a good ball handler. He just is crazy. <laughs> Um, but like they couldn't shoot. They had one guy who was a shooter, maybe, maybe two, Brandon Murray. Like, so he would kick the ball out to somebody who would dribble in place for 14 seconds and then throw the ball back to him. So he, a lot of it was just Tari having to charge into the lane and try and hit a floater. He's a little too right-hand dominant. That's a, that's an issue. Like he doesn't, when a guy is driving on the left hand side of the room and tries to do this stuff and like scoop under, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, you that just sure. need to use your left hand. Um, not even to like control the ball, which is a, that's a bad sign. But like, and I, LSU played a very aggressive defense, so like I, I can I can buy that the his steals numbers would be popped up a little bit. Not that you know a four point six steal rate. That's crazy.
0: That is. That's like for, Keegan,
1: Keegan. Murray is board. is rightly looked at as like a guy who could really play defense and plan the passing lanes and and push people around. He had a two point three steal rate. That's a very good, strong steal rate. Taris was literally twice that. It's yeah, that's crazy. Great. That's a, that's a crazy steal no- rate number for a guy of that size. And he had a crazy block. He had like a six block rate, which is pretty good for like a, a, a not a guy who's not playing in the paint a lot.
0: Not way. not a center. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and,
1: and that's backed up in his. He tested like almost identical to Og Ananobi physically. Like he had good good shuttle. Like all his all his athletic stuff was good. So it's like. I get the concerns about, like, his work ethic. Well, I guess not his work ethic, but, like, his his ability to read the, the court and maybe some stuff, you know, maybe some off-the-court stuff. I don't actually know anything about that specifically. I can understand those being reasons to push him out of, like, the top 12. Maybe it'll take him lottery. Maybe he falls back in, like, late teens. Maybe 16, falls, for instance. It, maybe <laughs> he falls to, let's say, a like eighteen for no particular reason. But these are not reasons to be, like, Tari Eason in danger of falling out of the first round. Like, no, come on. Kennel Brown, uh, Kennel Brown is falling out of the first round because he doesn't look to score. He's not a scorer in any way. No, it's it's start, a it's start part.
0: with Kendall Brown, like not to go off on kind a of Brown ramp, but like if you watch Baylor, Kendall Brown doesn't even look at the rim. Like he no. he doesn't even pretend to try to score, and that's. I'm not someone that, like, super values scoring a ball ball all else, but, like, it is so obvious when you watch Baylor, like, he doesn't even think about it, It's which yeah. is not
1: – You can't be playing four on five on offense.
0: No. I mean, and, and Tari's is not going to do that. I mean, Tari averaged, what, 17 points a game off the bench? Per 36, role? his
1: scoring numbers were – I think they're the second – I can look it up right now. He was right behind Keegan.
0: He was efficient too. I mean, you, we yeah. talked. I'm, I, for, there isn't a whole lot of discussion about his offense for the most part. I feel like most people that just talk about the draft at the highest level talk about maybe his like free throw rate and his steals and blocks and his aggressiveness. Yeah,
1: he's third in my database, and uh, he's only third because Peter Kiss from Bryant is second. I, I so yeah, Keegan at twenty six point five, Atari at twenty four point nine points for
0: thirty six. So. What do you we talk about you talked about his defense a little bit? What do you make of his offense? Because like as, as I sort of teased this a second ago, he, he got to the line a ton. Yeah. And he, crazy and he shot like 56% from two, like he was efficient. He shot the ball okay from three, like mid-30s. Is he gonna be someone that's obviously he's not he's not a non-threat, but like what is his let's say three years from now, what's his offense look like?
1: Well the the, the key with Tari is that he's not going to be passive out there. Like he'll he'll I, I don't know what, what kind of use he'll be. He'll probably be a corner three-point shooter at best, but like Dorian Finney-Smith was a non-shooter and became one. Like, it's not hard to teach guys how to shoot spot-ups. And many people will tell you that all the time. That and adding 10, 15 pounds are the two easy – that's a thing they can do with basically any player. Like, it's not it's – not, that's what they are paid to do. It's how they develop people. It's, like, the two easiest things in the world to do. But Tari, I think the, the issue because I said you can't play four on five on offense unless you are uh, unless you have Steph Curry and you're playing in the NBA finals <laughs> and you have Draymond out there, even though the te- the other team is literally ignoring him, you still score. It's just crazy. It is. But, um, yeah, Tari. The the thing with Tari is, is, if you sag off, if people sag off of him, he's gonna catch, take three steps, and he's gonna be the paint. He's gonna dunk. Like you, you, he's just, if you play off of him, he's going to be insulted and he's gonna do something. It, either he's drawing a charge. Or either he's committing a charge or he's drawing a blocking foul or he's kicking off to somebody. Like, that's just not a guy who's going to sit around out there and do nothing. And you get a lot of putbacks, a lot of just big rebounds. I just think, like, the, the guy he really kind of reminds me of physically and the way he plays, but he's just like ramp way up is, is Paul Reed.
0: Mm-hmm. Paul Reed,
1: like, with this cranked up to 11, like, he's just going full blast all the time which makes tari maybe not a guy you draft to be a starter and i and like i said i have him eight but that's more just like of that second group and that second group for me goes all the way to the
0: 20s and that's what i'm saying at the top by the way yeah. like that if you're if your entire tier goes from eight to like mid-20s that that tells you how kind of Flat, yeah. flat maybe is the wrong word, but it tells you how big this group is. That like It's, it's flat. It's, flat.
1: Right. it's not yeah. not a lot of outliers. And uh, the reason I haven't made it is because he's got the, the most outliers. Like this, the, the hand size, absolutely gigantic hands, the, the ability to read off all steals, the ability to play the baseline, drive and kick stuff, finishing, transition stuff, just like psychotic. I don't, psychotic is, is the wrong But Just like <laughs> super intense competitiveness. Yeah. So, that's, so I, yeah, I have him there. And I, I really don't understand why he'd fall out of the teens. Like.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I think that, you know, not that the Hawks just absolutely have to take the guy, but I think at 16, that's he's on my list of this is a good outcome for the Hawks picks at 16. Like, I have a few guys that I think are, like, good outcomes, and I have, like, a bunch more that are just like, okay, I get it kind of things. He's a step below the, I, okay, I get it, guys. I think he that would be a genuinely positive takeaway from the night if I'm the Hawks is getting him at 16. Um, and I mean, you made you may the an Ananobi comp. Obviously, it's just like you know, player cops are what they are, but like OG goes in the top 10, if not for the knee injury, probably coming mm-hmm. out of college. And we've seen what he's, I mean, and now every team in the league wants OG Ananobi, they're not exactly the same player, but like everyone is like, that guy's awesome. So, uh, yeah, kind of tells you how what it could be.
1: Guy dominates with physicality and just plays super hard. Um, yeah, I don't
0: know. I think there's some Jeremy Grant,
1: like, um. Outcomes Mm -hmm. in there for him. Another guy who
0: everybody wants seems to want right now. Uh, And even if you think like Jeremy Grant's, I think Jeremy Grant's like a touch overrated. And even then, like he's going to make $25 million a year. Well,
1: at some point, he's going to get traded back to a team where he's like the second or third option. He's going to be awesome. That would help him. Yes. He's going to be awesome. I mean, he's technically the second option now. That took a little while this year. But yeah, like he's going to go back to somewhere where he's he's the, the second or third guy. He's the guy who gets the pass when the defense is in rotation. And good luck. That's that's the Jeremy Grant like that's the thing that's why Jalen Brown's been so effective is he's not a number one scorer, but if you play him with a number one scorer, there's at least once every three or four games he's just gonna catch people on the back foot and he's gone, like there's nothing he can do. And that's that kind of guy like the six 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 seven six eight six nine guys who have the athleticism to attack closeouts, really attack closeouts, run on the break, finish above the rim. It took Miles Bridges a little while, but Miles Bridges has become that guy. He's gonna make hundred million dollars. Like, I don't know if Tari is as good as any of these guys, but right. the, method, the methodology is what I don't get. It, too many people do the big the big board, and they don't have like anything in particular they value other than just like was productive in college, which Tari was. Um, so it's like, yeah, I don't understand. I don't like I don't get where Keegan can be fourth and Tari Eason can be 28th. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm perfectly fine if someone prefers Keegan. They're they're similar players. They have similar production. Keegan's just probably a little little calmer, a little more polished. Probably has more potential as a shooter and a scorer, and has it still has like good measurables, and it will be pretty good at defense. And it, it's probably more dependable. Where Atari is kind of an outlier, like a really volatile. You know, some days you route may not get him at his best. But so like if Keegan is is you're taking Keegan at like six or seven, and you don't want to take Tari. that makes sense to me. But just the idea that in a vacuum, there's there are thirty or so better prospects in the show.
0: Str- there's not. They just aren't. <sighs> Today's show is brought to you by Build Bar, and our friends over at Build are always coming out with amazing new flavors, and this time they've actually dealt themselves with the new Mud Pie flavor. For the first time ever, Build is also introducing the Mud Pie flavor in both Mud Pie Bar and Mud Pie Puff. If you're not sure what the Mud Pie tastes like, you'll definitely like it if you're a fan of chocolate. The new bar is rich, rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse, smothered in 100% real chocolate topped with a cookies and cream crumble. It is fantastic, and you have tried as much as much and as soon as possible need to hurry up as well because the mud pie bar and Mutt pie puff are only available for a limited time for built bar and build.com has all the deliciousness that you, need, that you need in one place taste it all for yourself and order today if you're not convinced luckily we said the best stuff for last year it's actually good for you as well no really it actually is built products are all low calorie high protein and low sugar this time around mud pie has 16 grams of protein 150 calories only eight grams of sugar it's like the mom in your life making the most deliciously creamy chocolate mud pie and wrapping it up just for you in a healthy package on top of everything else. And what's great about Built Bar is they have, they have collagen protein, which makes it actually more easy to absorb all of the stuff that you need in your body, and that provides a ton of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good, and it's actually good for you at the same time. you absolutely love the Mud Pie Built Bar and the Built Puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or just to grab a quick bite, Built is a perfect protein bar, and they have all the tastes that you want. And it's much better for you than a candy bar. Stop drooling now. Built.com has all the answers for you for mud pie bars and pups and much more. You won't regret it. And if you go to built.com right now, use the promo code LOCK15, 15% off on your order with Built Bar. One more time, it is built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off at built.com. I want to get your thoughts on uh, actually three guys who are non-college. And this is uh, where I mm-hmm. lean on your expertise as someone that I trust to have watched these guys more than everybody else has. Um, I'm on well, yeah, more than most people have in the world, let's just say. Uh, these uh, guys, you know, I'll just lay them out in no order. Uh, Nikola Jovich, uh, Usman Jang, and um, Leonard Miller are guys that like most people who listen to this podcast have never seen or maybe have seen once. Mm. And I wonder. Yeah,
1: they're a group of three for me. They're, they're uh, kind of their own subgroup because they're all the same. Well, good.
0: To me. Yeah. That, that makes it even more interesting because, you know, I want you to kind of tell me what you think about. The Hawks in general with those three guys, because generally speaking, like the questions I get about guys are about guys that people have seen that play college mm-hmm. basketball. That's I'm sure you're not surprised by that. So like these three, uh, you know, Miller is generally seen as a little bit lower on like most mainstream boards, but he's a, he's definitely a mystery guy in this class. And then you see Jovich and you see Jang as like top 20 guys for a lot of people. So. Do you like those guys in the mid first round? To sure. like, what what do you actually see from them? Like, are they actual candidates for the Hawks? Like, I guess, give me the uh, the rundown on the three. I think that
1: they'll be an interesting idea for the Hawks because they can all they all have guard abilities, but at six ten plus, yeah, which is interesting. And that that's a, that's just not a player you you still don't find those guys around that that often. I mean, Pokashevsky had a one of the worst rookie seasons in NBA history, <laughs> and it's already improved to the point where he's probably. He's gonna get a second contract. Like he's not gonna wash out of the league already. Yeah, you would think so for sure. Like he played pretty well the last three or four weeks. He played well enough to be shut down by the Thunder.
0: And he's still what, like twenty? 20 yeah,
1: he's not even twenty. He doesn't turn twenty-one till after Christmas.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's crazy in itself. But. Yeah.
1: So like, yeah, th- those guys are those guys do not grow on trees. I like Miller the most, but it's all degrees. I think Miller just has the weirdest game. I think that might be what it is. Miller has the the Canadian – the Steve Nash layups and the Shea, the weird – gets really low on his – for 6'11 guy, he gets crazy low. Like, gets his shoulders at people's hip level to drive past them, which really helps because he's not super bursty. Although he tested pretty well, like, vertical. Like, okay, like, not bad. Um, But he, he just has, like – he has the most things to fix, I feel like. Like, he has touch. He has crazy touch. He has – Luka Doncic, you know, 19-foot floater on the run touch, but <laughs> maybe some of the worst preparation as a shooter I've ever seen. He splays his legs out all the time when he shoots for no real reason. <laughs> or like just He's clear. had he's had some, like, 5 of 16 three-point shooting games, or, like, 1 of 10. But then he'll have, like, a 4 or 4 game when he's more in control. Yeah. And he just runs around. He's like a stuffed magnet, the same way that Minot kind of is. Giddy was this guy last year for me where it's just like – he always seems to be, whenever there's something happening, he always seems to be around it. Just kind of finds his way to the ball, finds his way to whatever's going on. I think Miller can run little lick hang pick and rolls, especially the secondary. Like if you hit him on the, on like uh, kick him back out and, and set like a secondary, like a, maybe like a uh, side pick and roll, he could take two two dribbles, get in, get a foot into the paint, and then just throw the lob real quick. He's really good at that. Uh, his defense is fine. I don't know. He It's hard to be a 6'11, 215 guy with good. Who runs pretty well and not be good. Um, he just has some stuff to clean up, but he is the youngest guy in the draft. If he's in this draft, if he doesn't go to the Ignite, which I yeah. don't know if he will, he's about eight days younger than Jalen Duran. So he's the youngest player in the draft. Uh, just after around Thanksgiving birthday. So the 26th. I don't know if that's Thanksgiving this year, but
0: whatever. Something like that. Yeah.
1: And yeah, uh, Jovic, I think, is more. Uh kind of easier to define because he's just a straight up, like he, he doesn't play
0: defense like at all, but he's just well, the uh the Gallo Comps have been out there for Jovich which people fans probably yeah. understand a little bit.
1: Yeah, I kind of like a Kuzma comp too. Although Kuzma's been better become more of a defender, but that's kind of the idea of like especially when Kuzma came in with the Lakers and he was like bombing threes. It's kind of a matchup guy, he's like a six-ten guy you can you can dribble into a pull-up, and that's hard to defend. Um, super nifty passer, like really good passer, just kind of de- really works as like an offensive engine. At least he, at the, at the I don't know that teens, he was pretty great. I think he was the second best player in the entire competition, which means he was the best mortal player. Uh, Cause that was <laughs> a, that was a competition that women was at Wemby. So he doesn't, doesn't count, but, um, yeah, Jovic is really interesting. I just think you're not getting a defensive player that you're getting a guy who's going to take a couple years, but he has real scoring skill. Jang, I'm less into than the other three, but I still think he's a top twenty player because he had he can dribble, and has become a better shooter, and just has like really interesting measurables, and has like a nice polished floater game and all that. Jang just like even by even compared to Jovich and Miller, who again these are all 6'10", 190 to two ten guys, so they're all thin. Right. Jang just has like no balance; he's like baby deer game, and I don't like that. But I think, I think his defense is probably the most, like. Like, if you see him in a workout, it's easiest to project him to being like a decent defender. Where the other two guys are like have weirder bodies or like don't have like the when they get in a stance, they don't. Jeng looks really impressive in a stance, like he can cover a lot of ground. He can kind of look like uh Vabo F- out there that's the guy like just gets oh, wow. it, like, way out because Thabo he... can't work himself and then like a snake and he suddenly he look like he was a seven footer and he really gets you.
0: Oh, for sure. And he and Jeng seems to be the guy. It's still a little bit early for this, but like he seems to be the guy who is the top one of these on most yeah. of the mainstream boards. Like he might be, you know, he seems to be like a, like a late lottery guy for some people, which I not like surprised by. I've seen him play now three times. It was twice recently. I watched him another play. Uh, one game he looked just brutal to me, and I couldn't understand he, it. He and then I was proved, like, all right, I get it now. He, he
1: had some pretty pretty steady improvement from the games I saw him in, in the NBL. Yeah. And the NBL, I think, has been proven to be like a pretty, especially physically. I said this every year now. It's a pretty physical league. Like that's there's, there's a lot of 30, 35 year old men in that league, and they're not letting you get into adults. Things. Yeah. Like, they're not they're not just to let you get to the rim. So like if you can get to the rim at all in the NBL, you have some you have you're tough. You may not be fast, you may not be the strongest guy, but you, you can take some hits. And I think that really that really matured him up. Um really like he grew up a lot as a player. And I, I think there's something there. I'm just not like I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan, just of – it's just like prior perception stuff, just like movement stuff. It just doesn't have like he doesn't have a lot of bend. He doesn't he's just kinda of upright. He kinda of runs around like an action figure and gets bumped. But that can work for some guys. Some guys just have weirder you know, I mean, if you were to go off of that criteria, Michael Beasley would be a superstar, because Michael Beasley would <laughs> move like crazy. Yeah. Um yeah. Miller, I think though, if I have to give him a comp, because Jang, I think the comp is that there's that one comp, but there's but there's been a bunch of like um who was it I saw for him? You might have seen it. Sorry, I should have looked this up. So good. You did ask me about Cheng. Because there was somebody I, I saw in comp two that I thought was decent.
0: I haven't really heard one, honestly, that I've. Oh, Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: But I think I think he's just too goofy. He's still even goofier than that. Miller, for me, I think the comp is, and this is not going to really endear him <laughs> more familiar, but he kind of looks like Jonathan Mender to me. The thing is, Jonathan Whoa. Bender was supremely talented and got hurt. And then, right. then the Pacers gave up on him.
0: Well, and Bender was like supposed to be a premium shooter as well mm-hmm. coming out, which, you know, uh, it's a long time ago now. People I'm sure people that are younger are like who's Jonathan Bender? <laughs> which is sad. Um, but I'm with you on Jonathan Bender, that makes a lot of sense. Um, no, that's those guys are just like, you know, and, unless they'll be you're
1: gambles. It'll be gambles because there's a chance we have them flame out.
0: And in general, unless it's a top five guy, people are not going to take the time to watch the guys that they can't watch in college. It's just what it is. So I get it. And I've seen those guys less than others, for sure. Uh, that's part of the problem. And I'm, I will definitely freely admit that. So I just want to get your thoughts. Today's show is brought to you by Arcade One Up, and they have big news. The one and only NBA Jam is back. Arcade One Up is the leader in at-home retro arcade games. They're not only bringing back the best game ever, but they're making it bigger and better than ever with, a wait for it, a Shaq edition machine. I've been a big NBA Jam guy for a long, long time. This is fantastic news for those of us in my demographic, and really anybody that likes NBA Jam. I'm not the only one that's obsessed with it. I know that, and i throw it to all of our listeners that you can once again play hoops with NBA legends in this RK Classic, jump clear across the court, and set the ball on fire one of the first sports games ever to feel re- re- feature real, digitized NBA-licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, and no quarters required. You can keep with your friends and family through the all-new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. You can pre-order now. At arcade1up.com, that is arcade the number one up.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade 1up is the place for fun. They had classics like Golden Tea, Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at three ninety nine. Check us out right now today. They're giving away a free NBA Jam Shock Edition to a locked on listener. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That is arcade, the number one up.com slash locked on. You have until July 8th to enter to win that NBA Jam Shack Mission console. Don't miss out. Enter today at arcade one up.com slash locked on. I have one more uh, sort of grouping of three guys I want to ask you about. They're not identical, but they're kind of similar size guys and they're kind of in the Hawks range. Um, a little bit different though uh, Malachi Branham, <laughs> Bryce McGowan's, and Jalen Williams. These like 6'5 hmm. to 6'6. Six, six, shooting guard size guys who you know have some strengths have some, have some weaknesses if you're, if
1: you're ranking them on how good they could be that's the order Branham McGowan Brandon, McGowan's Williams okay Williams. if you're ranking them on who will be the most likely to help the Hawks next year it's Jalen Williams easily
0: well and he's the guy who just people don't know like he obviously was a little bit off the radar coming uh unless you were at college basketball I'm not like we are from Santa Clara but he seems to be like all kinds of rising up the boards to like a top 20 ish marking now, whereas like, you know, maybe two months ago it was like, maybe he'll be a top 40 guy. He's a nice sleeper. And now he's yeah. 17 on a board. <laughs> so um, it's come a long way.
1: He could pass. That's the thing. Jalen Williams is an yeah. excellent passer, has a lot of fearlessness as a passer. which I'm sure Hawks fans are familiar with, but he goes for a lot of real tight window bounce passes, real close handoffs, a lot of like real, like real f- passes that require a lot of timing. And i a- just like, they're not passes you just dribble into and hand off. Like I don't want to single out Westbrook because he has some passes. But Westbrook used to get a lot of a lot of his assists when he was in the triple double days, were just like dribble into the paid move her out of the way, give the ball to Stephen Adams right next to me, he'll dunk. Yeah. And, like nothing wrong with that. Like it's still a dunk. That's good. That's two points. you manufacture something for your teammate. But like James Williams has a lot more like actual craft passes that I think are really interesting. I think he's a shooter. Uh probably a spot up circuit. I think he was like 46% on spot ups, which is nice. And, nice he shoot, to... and he could shoot, and could take a couple dribbles and shoot. Um, he's a real good bet to be a secondary guy, especially early on, like a bench guy. I'm trying to think of who he really reminds me of. Uh, there's been a run of like smaller school six six guys who haven't worked out, like the Westwood types.
0: And <laughs> even what Wundu was like a, a. Actually, was a guy who was on the Hawks for a minute this last year during the COVID yeah. madness. But like, he's a good athlete. Like the thing about Williams is that he's, he's super it, yeah. long. He's he's got a 72 wingspan I think or something two. like that. But like he's not a good athlete for an NBA wing.
1: But he's not an explosive athlete.
0: Yeah, he's he full has, of it.
1: He's big. He's a big, he's 215 220. He, like he's broad. He and handles long. contact really well. He's very long. He understands already how to get his get to his spots without being like well, he's heavy footed. That's what to of me. He's kind he I he can plot around a little bit that kind of guy is a good bet to still work because he, know, he knows what he's doing already. He knows how sure. to get to the spots. And I think he I think he's legitimately really good. I'd like him at 18. Like, I think he's a legitimate, like at least like a guy off the bench to run some offense and really.
0: And by the way, just for, just for Hawks, for people to reference thing, uh, Brian, Brian's a Bulls fan. So he keeps mm-hmm. saying that number 18 overall pick. I want people to understand why he's saying that. Brian's a Bulls fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> McGowan's um, is kind of the opposite bet. We're like, he has. He just needs. To, he's so thin, but he just has like a kind of like Blake Wesley. Just has the flashes of like real legitimate like driving into the paint, finishing. He can shoot. I think if he works out, he's going to be more like Dinwiddie, where it's just like this guy's too tall and too has too many guard skills to be bad. But he's going to have his bad games, and I think especially as a rookie, he'll have a lot of games where he looks
0: yeah Completely he's, overwhelmed. He's not a guy that's going to help you right away. I don't think. And also. uh You'll appreciate this too. Like the the um observation of him is hard because he's playing at Nebraska in kind of a weird situation where his teammates are not good. It's a bad team. But you know, this is a guy like you might be thinking because he went to Nebraska that he wasn't like, but he was supposed to be like he was a big time prospect coming out too. It was like this is a weird breakout guy.
1: Brother Transferred there, yeah,
0: yeah. That's the whole thing. So, I mean, I'm sure if people don't know anything about this. It's like, why is this guy in Nebraska playing basketball as like a fringe five star? Like, it's because he got to Nebraska. Like, it was yeah. like, uh yeah. it wasn't. He's not. He's not a. Blake, he's not a Blake Wesley guy who broke out of nowhere. He was supposed to be. He no, he was a there. guy. Yeah, he
1: was yeah. a. He was a like a shoe circuit guy. um Yeah, it's like last year I got people asking me like, uh Cade and Mowgli really ruined their draft stock by playing at these these terrible basketball <laughs> and it's ruined. like, well, Cade's, Cade's brother. Was a coach at Oklahoma State, and Evan Mobley's dad was a, is a coach at USC, and his brother played there. Like, yeah, they're going there. Well, in- and
0: also those are not quite Nebraska. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, those yeah. are a little bit better than Nebraska. <laughs> Oklahoma State, State I'm not good. sure.
1: Nah, I don't know. I mean, I'm all, all of that
0: was because was, K was really good, obviously. but yeah. uh, they're not trying. Uh, to histor- historically speaking, that's not a like terrible program in the way that Nebraska has been for ever basically uh um, well, but no, least yeah yeah i didn't mean to derail you but i think that was just it's just worth pointing out like he was actually supposed to be a big time prospect I, yeah. I think he's what night he's almost 20 i think he's a little bit older than yeah. one done a lot of those guys are but... Slightly.
1: but within six months it doesn't really
0: matter yeah it is i'm not saying it's a huge problem but no uh he is interesting um he didn't shoot well from three this year at all we've had it was to like I, I think almost least. all of his threes were self-created
1: though. Like that's really what it was. He, and
0: that's again part of the, th- part of the evaluation of just watching him and Nebraska and all that stuff too. Cause like a lot of pressure on him for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He, he had to handle a crazy load there and still managed to have a lot of real flash. He covers a lot of ground. Um, yeah. I, I think there's something with McGowan's and then Branham, I think just could be like a legit, sh- like lights out shooter. Yeah. Like, he, could be, he could be the buddy heel, like just a monster shooter. Um, he has all the indicators for statistically, lots of contested long twos, good foul shooter, 44% three-point shooters, like he should shoot. That's
0: good. Um,
1: he's got good wingspan. The thing with Branham is he is so far behind, even what you – unless he's going to be like a number one option, he's so far behind that he does not play defense like at all. None.
0: It's he's bad. He's a
1: terrible defender. Yeah. Even by college freshman in the Big Ten standards, he was like dire. He was really bad.
0: No, I uh and I noticed that too. Our mutual friend Sam Vicini is an Ohio State grad and he's like, I watch a lot of Ohio, a lot of Ohio State and Malchi Brandon is a terrible defender and it's like he really is. Like I feel bad because, you know. You don't want to say that, but it really, it really is like it was yeah. stark how bad it was, and also not to bring this point home too much, but he also was a guy who wasn't supposed to be a one and done. Not really, so. no.
1: He was kind of a, a under the radar, slightly under the radar guy.
0: And even during the season, and even during the draft cycle, he went from like, okay, maybe this guy is a late first rounder to like lots of lottery projections in the last couple of months. And he's oh. he might be gone by sixteen. Like we don't we don't know. But. Yeah,
1: uh, he's that that is a signifier that he has been crushing workouts.
0: Yeah, he's yeah, been a rise. I would
1: raise it, way to rise.
0: Well, and you, I mean, you're not gonna imagine this if you watched him play. He's gonna look really good in a workout as a shooter, in particular, which oh, is yeah. gonna be starting. And I mean, defensively, that's not as big of a. That's not gonna. It's not, it's not gonna kill you in a workout, and the way other things will. No,
1: I think he's a top five shooter in the in the
0: class. So like, I I, I buy that. I mean, do you think obviously the defense is what it is, but is part of that that he's not a great athlete because he doesn't seem like his the yeah. best athlete.
1: The, the real concern is that he's not a very good athlete and he already has long arms like a lot of those guys when are, if a guy's a really bad college defender you're like well he just doesn't have he doesn't have the length he can't really adjust this guy's got the length and he's still bad well
0: that's he's also he's high. also a two like he's not yeah. he's not small forward sized he's like six
1: no and I, think a half. He gets, I think he could switch into it a little bit
0: maybe yeah I think if he gets a little bit stronger and I don't know you're if, gonna have I to mean, hide
1: him you're gonna have to hide him a I was gonna say
0: that's and that's in particular for Atlanta. Is not what well, we're really talking want. like
1: sub rookie Levine, like sub who's like a bad defender. I can't even think now of like really truly bad defenders. And,
0: I mean, Levine, 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 early on was terrible. So yeah, that's... awful. And, but and uh, I will say though, in an, a point of encouragement, Levine's a much better athlete. But yeah. he's come a long way defensively. Like you can be, you can improve. Like he, he's never going to be a game changer. But there's a way for Bram to be. Okay.
1: You could just figure out what you're doing. Yeah, he doesn't know yeah. what he's doing. He doesn't try, and he's got bad, and he's got like poor tools. So I just, but the, like,
0: the thing is, for the Hawks, like it's really, really hard for them to have a starter on their on the team next to Trey. That's a yeah. bad defender on the wing. That's that's tough. Like yeah. if, if if it's your 6 man, like spark plug offensive guy, that can work. But if he's your 33 minute a game starting shooting guard next to Trey, and that's you, kind of you who you're. You looking can't be for. bad. Yeah.
1: Because Bogdan's already bad enough.
0: Um, well, but yeah, current current is not a good defender. I think Herder's underrated, but yeah, Bogey's fallen off a lot less last, last couple of years. Yeah. Um and that's I mean, and that kind of tells you the Hawks have said this too. They I think they kind of know that internally, and they don't want to have that repeat itself. And Brandon <laughs> might 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 be that. So mm-hmm. that's one yeah. of the. If you're looking for a negative, that's that's definitely the one.
1: Yeah, Williams and Eason of like if if I really I really like Jalen Williams as I think he should go in the teens or the early 20s at the latest. Because really the only concern is that he's just kind of slow footed. And like yeah, if that's if that's your major concern, you'll those guys make it.
0: Well, yeah, and maybe Jones made it.
1: Kyle Anderson made it. it. (laughs)
0: Like, yeah, he did. I I mean, maybe you could say that like he kind of came out of nowhere, which can be a little bit of a a little bit of a frightening thing, um, as a shooter in particular. Uh, but like, you know, in Santa Clara, I I think the WCC is underrated. Like, it's It's a good conference. It's it's not a bad conference. Um, but it's still you know, it's still Santa Clara and you're not playing Gonzaga every night. So uh, some of that stuff as well. So I, I, I like him too. Um, I think we covered all the guys that I wanted to get to on this on this sort of tier. Then I, I have one more. Yeah, one more question before mm-hmm. I've taken up a lot of your time. Um, there's this group of guys who we think will probably be gone by the time the Hawks pick. Whether it's Dyson Daniels or Jeremy Sohan or Johnny Davis, um, Ben Matherin. I'm trying to think of anybody else that I haven't mentioned. Those, those are probably the guys for me. Yeah, that are like are probably going to be gone, but might not be because I've been saying this a lot. So Hawks fans, forgive me. But like, the Hawks have had a couple of good fortune guys fall to them in the mm-hmm. last five years. Collins was one that fell to them unexpectedly. Jalen Johnson fell to them unexpectedly. Um, so my radar is just kind of up for a guy or two that might just slip to sixteen out of nowhere. Do you have one of those guys that you would like for Atlanta in particular? Like that would be maybe even a trade up candidate for the
1: Hawks. Yeah. So I, I don't think he's going to slip, unfortunately. I don't think he's going to make it out of like the top seven, but if Dyson gets the 10, they should Dyson is like <laughs> a perfect yeah. Dyson basically is. So there's a Lonzo comparison that I understand it completely. He's almost the same size. Actually, he's probably taller now. He's 200 pounds already. I As saw a report in, today,
0: that he's like six, eight or something.
1: I think he's, I think he is six, eight. Yeah. Woo.
0: All right. Anyway, shop,
1: lock, shop, blocker guard, rebounder guard, hit like hit a head passer connector kind of guard. I think the better comparison for him, though, is Caruso. But if Caruso was 6'8", and, and like well behind that ball like as a ball handler. Like but not 6'8", even, Caruso
0: would be a heck of a player.
1: <laughs> he, he's a 1-4 defender, I feel like. Pretty pretty reasonable he, can, he will be that. Um, he's a smart passer. Not flashy, but he just makes a lot of intelligent passes, quick dump-offs. He's, he's great. The thing he's really great at, and I think the reason his assist numbers are so high, he has point guard mentality, which means he understands – The second pass, where the second pass is going to be, where the third pass is going to be. So, if he's in the corner and he's waiting for a pass, if the shot is not there, he knows where he's going. And sometimes I can get you in trouble. Like Lonzo has some turnovers where he predetermines a pass and throws it, but that's what Lonzo is so good at with the Bulls is like if he's the second pass, that third pass is is going to be either an open three or a dunk. Like that's just how it is. Dyson's that kind of passer, is connector, a connector passer is what we call it. Um, yeah, I, Dyson's great. I don't think he's going to make it there. I think no. Johnny Davis would be a, a pretty reasonable pick because I think he can, he proved he can handle the ball. I don't know if he's like a, this is going to sound weird. He's not a ball handler. He's not a guy you, I don't think you want to design like possessions for,
0: yeah, but he's a
1: yeah. guy who, if you, if the ball finds his way to him and he needs to get into the paint, he can do that.
0: No, and the thing is, I think his usual rate was like in the mid 30s or something. Like, yeah, he not does not do need to be that. Like, at wisconsin it made sense for him to be that and that's how he became like a national player of the year candidate but he's not going to be that in the nba
1: he's super tough he's a very he's a fearless finisher he's a good defender gets a lot of rebounds i mean the comp is again it's it's Uh a comp that some people aren't going to like because some people myself included don't like this player but it's a player that has value it's a dylan brooks
0: type or or dylan what, what i would say is dylan brooks but like understands what he can and can't do better than dylan brooks yeah maybe maybe. we'll see you know well but you know what i mean though like i think that there is a reasonable expectation that because obviously dylan brooks has value as a player he is very maddening if you watch him play offense but imagine if dylan brooks had all the same skills but better shot selection yeah everyone would love dylan brooks you know what i mean like that's a heck of a player if you just sort of, sort of you yeah, even, even with all this craziness, he's still a pretty good player.
1: <laughs> Johnny, I think I can easily see Johnny being the fifth starter for a long time for a lot of different teams.
0: He fits well with the Hawks too. Like Maybe he has like, like, a, like West Matthews,
1: a West Matthews career. Just he's around all the time. That's the thing. There's a lot of guys in this draft who are between six five and six eight, and they're just going to stick around because they have they have two or three skills. And Johnny's got two or three skills. No, I'm not in love with him, but I think it's very easy to see him. I mean, I have him at 16, so. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean anyway,
0: well, to bring it back to the beginning of the conversation before we get out of here, like, I am not a big trade up guy in this draft. I'm not a big, um, like, for instance, there's this whole thing that we won't go down about, like, John Collins for seven rumors, for instance. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be in the seven to 12 range in this class for the most I would part. do I, that I love it.
1: if I was the Hawks, I would do that if AJ was there. <laughs> I, knew, I
0: knew you were going to say that. I knew you were, yeah, no, if AJ was there. Yeah, and even or for I probably, some reason,
1: Jaden Ivey is there.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I, probably still, I probably still wouldn't, but I I do think that Griffin would be the guy that I would want if I was going to do that. Um, but regardless, what, 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 what I'm saying is like there's this movement, particularly for a guy like if you fall in love with someone like Johnny Davis or. Whoever you want to say it is. Don't trade Davis. It. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that guy, or even Dyson, as much as I love him, that's not really the profile of player that you want to trade up for. He's he's a role yeah, player. I would
1: trade, I would trade up to twelve or thirteen for him. I like could two Yeah, I mean, it's not a at, at a that's reasonable not a price,
0: yeah, yeah, At a reasonable price, it doesn't I don't hate it. I just wouldn't want to like really mortgage assets to move yeah, up in this yeah, draft. Yeah. Um, and that comes just how flat it is.
1: I would if I was the New York Knicks and Jaden Ivey was. <laughs>
0: Sure. I mean, no. And the way that I would put it, and I'm not even. That's the only guy. That's the
1: guy. Ivy's the the only guy.
0: Yeah. And you're higher on Ivy than I am. But even then, like, I understand that because if you're going to do what it has to be done to get up that high, it better be a star swing. And I think Mm -hmm. Ivy is a star swing. Like if he, whether he's that or not.
1: I have Ivy as high as you could possibly have. I, I know so, you do.
0: That's why, I, <laughs> and we, we can do a whole podcast on the topic of the that we won't do today. But um, no, it's a
1: first among equals situation That's how I'm describing yeah. it. I had yeah. I kind of have them all in the same spot, and my I, my personal methodology has just been give the give the nudge to the guy who, ha- who will have the ball more.
0: That's and I why, get that. Yeah. I really do. That's why I had Kate above Mobley. Right, and if you evaluate Ivy as on the same level as those other guys, like it does make sense, kind of to to do that and uh if you want to push in your chips for if you're a team obviously the hawks are a little bit different spot because they already have trey but even then maybe they view him as a great a great trey compliment you want to go crazy or whatever but
1: incredible um, trey compliment
0: yeah and i think that makes a lot of sense too like i i think ivy's probably better as a number two but that's my personal opinion and with 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 trey that's what he would be yeah. i mean, so, I think uh, if,
1: if he's gonna be a star he's gonna be at one but yeah
0: no i no, i agree I, and i agree I, I, and i really mean like number two in terms of like option on your team more than anything yeah, else yeah because yeah I, there's this whole where we could go down about like what actually he projects to be but in Atlanta it very obviously would be he would have to start at the two and he may he'd probably be your woman throws off the floor and all that kind of stuff anyway um my 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 my, my starting point there which was, is like, a
1: player they've needed for a long time
0: agreed and, and if you want to my general philosophy is if you want to trade up at least substantially up for a guy he better have star upside that's 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 what i think at the top of the draft if you're training for role players it doesn't always end well uh see hunter deandre who i still believe in but you don't want to trade four assets for a guy who's going to be a role player that's just not what it's not a great use of uh
1: especially one of those assets is jackson hayes um
0: (laughs) you love jackson hayes Um,
1: man. i mean i don't know about him personally at this point but he's yes he's just one of the most interesting basketball players to watch he does Weird stuff.
0: Weird. He is very interesting. That um doesn't look cool, what he does. No. Uh well Brian, I've kept you forever. Uh if you have anything else to add, please feel free. If not, please plug yourself. You're always uh doing stuff. I know I can count on you always to have watched uh, everyone that I ask you about, which I always appreciate.
1: There's my Twitter. Uh I do, I'm still doing Patreon stuff. I'm gonna put out well, by the time this comes out, I imagine I'm I'm gonna put out my my board is going to be free for everyone this week. I'm awesome. really just waiting until the 13th to see if anyone else withdraws because that's technically the withdrawal date. I oh think
0: yeah, that's I, right. I don't want to make
1: it public and then have to erase. I, last year, no, I had it's, to not, erase.
0: it's not the college date, which is the, the college date's are already passed. People want people yeah. are wondering, um, but you still have guys that could go. Whether you can go to ignite, for instance, we talked about Leonard, Leonard Miller earlier. Yeah. He yeah. has to come out if he wants to come out. Um, but the college date is already passed, so most of the guys are not yeah. going to be pulling out at this point. Yeah, yeah. internationally, yeah. et cetera. So,
1: but that'll still give people well ten days to. Yeah, and I, uh, I will just
0: say, obviously, I I, I, and I will
1: I, post it. It will be my pin tweet, so it'll be easy I, to find.
0: I enjoy your work enough to have you on the podcast, but also I am a patron of yours, and I will, okay. I, will I will definitely uh, cape for it. Uh, it's great information that Brian has. Uh, he's always firing stuff away. He's he's got details and things that I uh, you can't always find. So uh, I would recommend that at the highest level and follow uh, Brian and all that fun stuff. Thank you for all the time, my friend. I appreciate it. As for everybody else. Please subscribe to the podcast. One more time, check out Brian's Patreon, Twitter, etc. And we'll see you all next time.